0: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Talent. Um, once again joined by Jo. Jo, how are you doing? I'm good,
1: thank you.
0: Excellent. Um, a little bit of a twist this week. Oh, um, so of a curveball. Yeah, a little bit of a curveball I'm going to throw at you. Um, so, believe it or not, I've, I've been reading some of the press recently, both uh, national papers and wow. HR publications, <laughs> etc. Um, and I pulled out two or three interesting themes. Okay, And I thought it'd be just good to get your opinions Um, because I'm thinking that uh, the fact that they're they're newsworthy, they may be worthy news for our listeners. So I'm going to try and uh, get your thoughts on some of these. So the first one's around productivity. Okay. Okay. And um, I can't think this is in one of the HR publications, but it was saying that in Britain, with the only large, with the largest. Sorry, the only large advanced economy likely to see a decline in productivity growth this year, um, and people are blaming this on poor management practices and lack of investment in skills. Um, just wondered what your thoughts were, were on that. Do you did you agree with that?
1: I think it dep- I think it depends on the industry. I think if you talk to Chaddy in terms of the, the world that he's come from in terms of distribution yeah. and, the, and where things are looked at in black and white. Um, I think you put, he, I think people will, could. you could argue in sort of distribution in retail um, that, you know, with the economy and everything that's going on with Brexit that, you know, probably makes sense that pro- productivity has declined. But I think that the UK is made up of different businesses now. Yeah. Um, And you look at the rise of sort of, you know, Silicon Roundabout in London and a lot of businesses moving to Manchester. I think you'd have to take it and look at it more regionally, more industry-focused. And when you talk about skills, what are we talking? Are we talking hard skills in terms of, um, you know... Mechanical, engineering, yeah, yeah. you know.
0: Versus just, soft skills.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so I would I would want to interrogate that more and look at it industry-specific and, you know, hard and soft skills because I think that we are seeing much less emphasis in the, in the L&D clients that we have, much less emphasis on hard skills and much more on the soft skills. So I think we're investing more not less in L and D. but I think perhaps we're not looking at the transferable skills and planning for the future of when the generation that's you know got that you know mechanical or engineering
0: yeah.
1: can hand hand that over um, and put more investment into education. Um, mm-hmm. at the you know you always think about it a bit like a funnel if you think about where the input of that talent is coming from, are we really sure that we're competing with the best in the world yeah. in some of those hard skills? Or would someone now with fees being, you know, varied from 3,000 to 9,000 like yeah, yeah. a term, are we lo- are we Are people coming over here for, for more of the soft skills, so the management consultancy, that's, but actually going to America, for example, or even Europe? Yeah. Um. For that computer science, for example, you know, that's where I remember when I went to talk to Manchester University. Uh, you know, I think it was as high as sixty percent of their graduates went to work in Amsterdam, rather oh, than wow. work in the UK because they found it easier to get a job in Amsterdam than they did in uh-huh. in the UK digital yeah, yeah, yeah. market. So I think we have to look at it, um, much more from the from where we're getting our talent from, both in, from an entry perspective, but also where that middle funnel is and, and be very clear about what the, what the plan should be to
0: tackle that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. OK, the second one, um, a little bit of positivity, but again with a twist. Um, so another article said that the UK is becoming happier Was the, was the headline. Um, but the workforce isn't. So there was a there was a World Happiness Report okay. that, that was published, which uh, incidentally named Finland as the happiest country in the right. world. Which obviously I'm sure you and all our listeners will be really pleased to know. Um, but us 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 here in the UK, we didn't make the top ten. Um, but we did have a climb, so we went up from, okay. from last year into the top twenty. Right. So we are becoming happier. Um, but at the same time as this report, there was research from Sodexo Engage, mm-hmm. and they found that only 12% of UK employees are completely happy in their job. So we're kind of, concluding from these two uh, research reports, uh, one saying that we're happy as individuals, but we're obviously unhappy at work. Um, so, again, what are your thoughts there? Um, and I guess you know a lot of people talk about engagement as well, like engagement, happiness... Are they the same thing or just good to get your views?
1: So I don't think happiness and engagement are linked because happiness is a state of mind. It's a mindset. And you can, I can be happy today but miserable tomorrow. And yeah. that's kind of outside of a company's control. Um, there can be stuff going on in my personal life. It can be I didn't sleep very well. Like, you know, I haven't eaten breakfast. That can kind of drive yeah. happiness. Um, I think engagement is more about what it means to work in a, in, in a company. So, do you understand the direction? Do you agree with the direction? Do you under, um, feel connected to the values? Yeah. Does your leader give you feedback? Um, do you feel that you're paid correctly? Do you have flexibility to work mm-hmm. from home? So, engagement for me is much more of the wrapper. Yeah, and happiness is a driver or an output yeah. that comes from someone being engaged. But I don't think the two are. Net. You can still be a sad or unhappy person <laughs> and be engaged in 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 a company. I don't. I, I I think you've got to treat them differently. One happiness is about linking and thinking about someone's heart and mind and getting to know that person and treating them as an individual. Engagement is much more about the wrapper, and the approach that you have to what it means to work in that organisation.
0: Yeah. And if I'm honest, I would actually question some of that data in the, the second report there from Sodexo that only 12% are completely happy in there. George, seem, that seems very low to me. If I was to say 12 in every 100 people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're not seeing a huge amount of people moving, um, at the moment the exactly. major market is quite static um, you know maybe that maybe it is the Brexit effect that people are more, you know want some stability and therefore the better the devil you know you know the grass Correct. isn't always Correct. greener and all of those kind of you know, you know, hyper, you know, you know silly things um, but you do have to be careful what you wish for mm. um, and happiness is is up to you as an individual it's not for a company to make you happy yeah. And I think that's where a lot of companies go wrong. They think that they've got to make their employees happy. Actually, it's a very much it's very individual um, emotion. Yeah. Um, what you've got to do is create people be you know enable people to be themselves. Uh, be fair. Be consistent. Give feedback. Create you know, create a journey. Yeah. Um, and if someone's you know not happy at the end of that, that's their that's their emotion. That's not you can't take that on
0: board agree agree totally okay the last and then the last the last area uh which i'm sure for a lot of our listeners um has probably been a massive pain point and headache uh for them over recent months is around the gender pay gap right um so obviously the data was released uh, recently yeah um some companies improved others went backwards mm. some are saying that Uh, the whole gender pay report gap reporting is flawed um others uh potentially using that as an excuse um what are your thoughts on the whole gender pay gap reporting debate and what should companies be doing
1: i think the approach is right that we should be measuring gender pay you know this is you know for, for all the years that i've been working you know it's kind of the un Written rule, you kind of you kind of knew that if you were doing the same job, especially isn't it? I remember at the BBC, an exec producer, the the man would be probably earning fifteen or twenty k more than. Yeah. You know, it was kind of people talked about it in rooms, and you know, I worked in HR, and you could see the spreadsheet So it was, it's been going on for, for ages, but I think the the blunt instrument that the government have brought in around sort of naming and shaming and kind of the, the amount of emphasis that um, HRDs are putting on it, I think moves it away from something that should be on your agenda to something that, you know, is a stick to beat up companies and CEOs about. Yeah. So I think it comes back to inclusion and, and what is, you know, the culture and the inclusiveness that you want to create. And we all know that there are times in... Lives that that will be a bit wonky, you know. Women have babies;
0: they go on on maternity leave. You know the the the,
1: the work that the we've done in terms of you know being able to split maternity and paternity. You know, I think it's is 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 improving that, but I think it goes. It's not just about a for me. Whenever you look at a protected characteristic, and you focus your energy. Um, Too much on that I think you take your eye off the bigger prize, which is about inclusiveness. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's diverted attention to other areas That you know have just as big a gap Um, So you look at disability for example, Mm -hmm. are we really confident that you know? um, We have we have really expanded the conversation around disability not just visible, yeah. but invisible disability, um, age, for example, yeah. social, so socioeconomic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 think that we are becoming too focused on statistics and hitting a, you know, hitting a number, you know, kind of that reward, that award culture.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah great.
1: Then actually focusing on. Are we comfortable as HRDs, or are we comfortable as CEOs with this? What's our comfort level, and then doing something about it, but doing it, but not being forced to do it because yeah. it then becomes tokenistic, and everybody knows it's tokenistic. Um, but you're coming, you know, you're, you're having to sort of sell something that you don't believe in. You know, I think we need to go back. To, we should still, we should do it, but we should go back to basics and start thinking about how this fits in to your wider inclusivity. Agenda, and and really um, focusing HRDs on that with their with their leadership teams, rather than one element that they have to report on, and the the months that they have to you know yeah. The the only other thing that I think is what is that I think it's quite hard for people to be able to show a change. So you said in you know about some people have gone up and some people have got down well that could be due to one person correct or a whole so it's it's really arbitrary in in a lot of ways so, so is it telling the true picture or is it telling a picture that's kind of headline grabbing you know sort of daily mail yeah, um,
0: yeah sun yeah.
1: readership um, and therefore for hrds who are having to you know do this it's it must be incredibly demoralizing because they want to show a legacy and a, and a change, yeah. but in a year it's impossible. So maybe it's something that's done every three years yeah, or every yeah, five yeah. years, and and then there's, there's a chance that um, you'll show some tangible, and then you can really target those people that haven't and find and you know yeah, yeah, put yeah. some remedial. Um, but it just feels a little bit like the um, the Ofsted inspections at school, totally,
0: totally.
1: You know, or in a hospital. You know, it's very difficult to make, though, especially around pay. Very difficult to make those changes because you have a budget. Correct. So, what are you saying? And employment contracts. Exactly. So I, so I, so I think we're again, we're probably asking the wrong question. We're asking the right question, but in the wrong way.
0: Yeah. No, totally, Tara. I think, and I think a lot of our listeners would agree with what you, what you say.
1: But if you don't
0: please you know yeah please let us know we'd love love feedback and yeah. and in particular love uh, love challenge so, Joe, thank you. Those were my three three questions from reading the press over the last week that I thought uh, could be interesting to, to gauge your opinions on. So thank it's like you
1: doing for the papers
0: in the morning on a TV. I, absolutely, <laughs> totally. So maybe we should do it more often. I um, um, more <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope you found that useful and, and, and interesting and engaging. Um, if there's topics that uh, any of you would like to, to raise and, and get Joe's opinion on, uh, just just email us, info at letstalktalent.co.uk um, and uh, we'll, we'll do our best to cover them on a, on a future podcast. So for now, thank you very much for, for joining um, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye.